What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions. Thank you so much for joining us. This is A Metz. I'm B Pimp. That's right, that's right. And we have, not only is this going to be a great episode, but we have a great top five that we know everybody will love. We are going to discuss the top five Nintendo 64 games. And let me tell you, when putting together this list, it, it was really hard to narrow it down. Because the more I thought about it, the more games I had on that list. And it was... The Nintendo 64 was a great system. Oh, yeah. And it seems even better in retrospect. Yeah, it's amazing. There was so... You know, we were just talking about this list, and there's so many games that are essential. Like, if I was going to pick of all video games, uh-huh. which ones I could keep if I had some kind of, like, Desert Island scenario, there would be a number of N64. Oh, for sure. There. And I, I think one, we'll both agree, and, you know, we'll get to our top five when we get to them, but the Nintendo 64 had two Zelda games, and the first one especially, Ocarina of Time, was great. Great. So... You know, I knew there was a new Zelda game coming out. We have a Wii U. We haven't gotten the Nintendo Switch yet, but we knew that this game was coming out for Wii U, so I bought Zelda Breath of the Wild, thinking that my wife might or might not like it. You know, she's a fair-weather video game fan, so it's real hit or miss. You guys like Mario Kart, I know. We play a lot of Mario Kart. We've played other games like Donkey Kong and some different Mario games, but we got this, and... I have never seen my wife more engaged in a video game ever. Like, let me... We bought the game, and I was going into the studio to work on music. And I was like, you know, why don't you just try this out, see how it goes. And I heard nothing from her in, like, three hours. (laughs) And then I, like, checked in, and she was, like... (laughs) She was so dialed in. Like, she didn't say a damn word about the game. She was just, like, in it. Wow. And I, I can't imagine Maggie like getting that involved in Yeah, it was kind of nuts. I was like, oh, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> because she's still, I mean, we've had it for a while now, and she's still playing it a ton. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot we have to go through. And I'm going to put it out there. For people who haven't played the new Zelda yet, it might be the best video game ever. And there are a lot of games I like. Inside Praise. Yeah, I, uh, it's... I always thought of Grand Theft Auto 4 in that Grand spot. Theft Auto is awesome, but, and there have been a lot of like Nintendo 64 games that we'll get to yeah. that have been awesome. But even though there's recency bias, I usually feel like I'm the kind of person that says, like, oh, it was better back in the day mm-hmm. when like such and such game. But like, I really think this Zelda might be the greatest game ever. I've heard nothing but good things. I've played it minimally. Like Keith has it. I've played it a little bit. And it was a lot of fun. And it looks like it's super deep. Like, you can get really so into it. So deep. We've just uncovered, like, the whole map. But there's so much of the game that we haven't even, like, touched. It's huge. Yeah. And there are, yeah, tons of little parts we haven't even gotten to yet. We haven't even, at least at the time of this recording, we haven't even... There's, like, four divine beasts, as they call them. They're kind of like the dungeons of the game, if you're familiar with old Zelda games. We haven't even beat any of those four we haven't beat the like main boss yet and there's just a million places we haven't even gone to it's ridiculous it's such a time suck what we noticed is that um like the wii u if you unplug the controller it has about i don't know three or four hours of battery life and we use that as a barometer for like we played this game for too long now. Once we see that the battery light goes on... Each like, session. Okay. Man, you guys are into it. Maybe we should go outside or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It is secretly ruining our life. 
But uh, yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Awesome. I need to, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to get, uh, I only have a Wii. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm going to get a new Nintendo system other than like a handheld, but. But. I've heard it's really good. You got to get the Switch at some point because it is confirmed that there's going to be an NBA game for it. Well, you're getting it. So I'm going to get if it. If there was in, any like, doubt. November or whenever. Yeah. But. Uh, NBA 2K18. Yeah. To our listeners, I'm not trying to plug the Zelda game too much, but if you like video games even a little bit, this game is awesome. Okay. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about N64 games. And before we even get to that, we have to talk about the whiskey we have for today. So let me introduce that. It's a, it's a little obscure because it's not from Ireland. Nope. It's not from Scotland. It's not even from Kentucky. What we have is from Northbrook, Illinois. Home of all state. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see the name of it. I should get There's an, it's not even clear what the name no, is. No, it's not even clear what the name of it is. That's probably We're the number so one problem. We're so hipster. <laughs> yeah. It's called Almighty Spirits Distiller in Northbrook. Uh, and it's simply called bourbon, and then uh, in parentheses, whiskey. Yeah. It is 88 proof. 88? That's an odd number. It, it is an is odd number. Th- I'm not going to even go there. They were only established in 2014. And so we're going to taste this and let you know how it is. So, uh, cheers. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. That's good. It is good. It that's really good. It. it has some kick to it, unlike the one we... It has more kick to it than our, than our last... Telemarketing, Telemarketing, right, which is the Prince of Smooth, I've, I've dubbed it. But this one is like... This one is really... I'm a big fan of that. I like it a lot. I would absolutely get this again. That is one whiskey that drinks smooth. Uh, there's a government warning on here. I don't know if you're aware of this, but according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. And consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and <laughs> may cause health problems. Well, I've been doing it wrong then. <laughs> no is wonder I get so many dirty looks when yeah. I go to 7-Eleven at 4 in the morning. <laughs> so I think... We, we have a new scale of how we're judging these whiskeys. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is, but something along the lines of smooth or gets the boot. It's either this whiskey drinks smooth or it gets the boot. So are we saying this whiskey is smooth or gets the boot? Smooth. Smooth. Firm smooth. This is our first Illinois whiskey we've had. I'm, like, I'm not wrong about that, right? No, it is. Yeah. And it's delicious. It's good. So get yourself some of that fancy Northbrook, Illinois, Almighty Spirits distiller. It's the one where you can't tell if there's a name. No, you can barely tell. It's written in like that kind of like typewriter, courier new type font that's like kind of fake. fake. It looks like the periodic table is what they're trying to evoke. It's a real hipster whiskey probably. But yeah, let's, uh, so we're talking our top five N64 games. The greatest system of all time, maybe. So why I wouldn't argue with that. No. It's hard to argue with that. So let's get into that. This is our top five Nintendo 64 games. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp. Why don't you give them your number five? Oh, this is tough. Um, my number five is going to be Wave Race 64. Oh, that just missed my list. Which is... That game was great. 
I love that game, and I, the reason I put it on there is I played I played it so much. I have so many memories mm-hmm. of being really frustrated because I couldn't quite like get that slalom obstacle completed. You had to go in and out of those gates. It was hard, and it was. I mean, once my N sixty four controller got worn down and that joystick wasn't quite as responsive. Oh yeah, it was a little hard. That to happened keep with those control. controllers too. Yeah. All right, my number five is the very first game, Super Mario sixty four. Oh, it's so. Which I thought was just like, it was the first game I played where it was like fully 3D like that, and you could kind of just go anywhere. Which for my 12-year-old self, or maybe even 10 or 11, I'm not even sure when that came out exactly, but I don't want to age myself. I was 22 years old. (laughs) You're trying to go older. Yeah. (laughs) But no, the Nintendo, like, Super Mario 64 was just like an awesome 3D game. Yeah. And it took a long time to beat. It was a master... A master class of game design. Yeah, it really was. You could tell that they put like just a lot of like thought into it. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, it is. My number four is going to be WCW NWO Revenge. Oh. I wasn't now, thinking about wrestling games, but wrestling video games. They had fun. some good N sixty four wrestling games. Yeah. That's a representative pick because I liked WWF No Mercy and WrestleMania two thousand and WCW NWO World Tour all a lot. Okay. But Revenge was the one that I feel like, in hindsight, I played the most. Alright. Both, like, at home and, like, with my friends. We I think we made the most of that game, so I'm going to put that on there as a representative for all the great all the N64 great wrestling, wrestling games. games. Where, was there anything, like, particular about this game that, like, sort of nudged it above the others? I, it's mostly the feeling that I played it the most, so I, yeah. even though I owned all of them. So I feel like that... Is a fair way to say that I like that one the most. Yeah. I think it had the most refined gameplay and probably the best roster of wrestlers. So uh-huh. I, that, I just very slightly nudges out. Maybe like No Mercy. That makes sense. Wrestling games, I, I, I remember there being one on Super Nintendo, Royal Rumble. Yeah. That I liked. I had that on Genesis. That was awesome. That was a good game. Yeah. You could get, you could, uh, it was hard to, like, master how to actually throw people out in the Rumble, though. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, I str- I was, like, looking in the instruction manual, because I didn't have it, the internet then. Yeah, that made it, like, such a feat. Like, what buttons do you hit to throw someone out? It was, like, yeah. up in C. <laughs> it was not intuitive. No. Alright, my number four is Mario Kart 64. Alright. I know you're a Mario Kart fan. I'm a big Mario Kart fan. I, I'm not sure I would actually say that the Nintendo 64 version is my favorite version of Mario Kart, but, like, that's... I think that's a lot of... That's the one most people identify with. Like, I thought the Super Nintendo one was great. That's mine. And I've loved, like, subsequent versions of the game as well. But Mario Kart 64, the first one that had, like, any kind of dimension to it. I mean, as cool as the Super Nintendo one is, it's, like, completely flat. Um, Yep. And Mario Kart 64... Yeah, exactly. No, uh, 32-bit. Right? I think Super Nintendo. Oh, no, you're right, 16. Yeah. But, uh, But Mario Kart 64 had, like... Four-person battle, which is awesome. Yeah, no, it was just uh, prob. I don't know if it was the game I played the most, but it was certainly up there. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not a Mario Kart connoisseur, so I don't have too much to offer. So I'm gonna go uh-huh. to my number three. All right, What's which is Goldeneye 007. Goldeneye 007, a classic. It's a great game. I would not even be ashamed if it was the number one game on a video game list, but because of the maybe it is plethora of amazing. Games on Nintendo 64. Uh-huh. It's only number three. It had the best multiplayer. It's the game I played the most with my friends growing up by far. Yep. I beat the single player mode and was so happy with myself. In fact, in seventh grade, I had we had to do 
a home documentary project about ourselves, uh-huh. which is very strange. But mine included me beating a level of GoldenEye, which I recorded <laughs> in its entirety and then played in front of my 7th grade class. That is awesome. Did without irony? That? Without irony. Oh, I'm sure they loved that. And it was, and I was narrating what I was doing. <laughs> in well, fact, if this VHS exists, I'm going to find it and destroy it because it's probably the most embarrassing thing. That do you know exists. what level it was in GoldenEye? It was the one with the, where you're on that satellite. Okay, one of the last ones. Yeah, if not the last one. And I think I had like I think I was such a nerd that I had played it so much that I had like a fast time. Right. So I was showing off like how fast I could beat the level. Well, I mean, the only thing worse than you showing you playing a like video game level is if you were really slow at it (laughs) and it dragged. That had to be unbearable for people in my seventh grade class, but. Whatever. I don't know. I think seventh graders any chance they get to see video games is yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're okay with it. No, I. Uh, that's a great pick. It might show up later on my list as well. Ooh. Um, but my number three is The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Severely underrated. It's. I maybe some people complain that it's only number three on my list, but I raising my hand. Yes, it's great. I mean, it's the first three D Zelda game. It had a very similar plot, uh, if I recall, to Zelda uh, A Link to the Past, which was the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, that game is great. I mean, it had like the same effect that Mario did in that it was like just a crazy 3D world. Mm-hmm. It was awesome that you got to like ride a horse around, Yeah, and it was a huge world, like much bigger than like any video game I'd experienced before that. Don't you think it's kind of strange that that type of story caught on? Like, Zelda's very popular. Yes. And it's a strange story. You Yeah, because it's not like that inherently like accessible, really. You can't assign it to like a, a region in the world. I mean, the characters are white. Yeah. But you can't... You don't know... It's just its own thing. Like It's not like, oh, this is a representation of English culture, or this is a repre- representation of American... It's like very unique and just right. weird. Well, actually, that's kind of been the weird thing about the new Zelda game. Is So, like, Zelda games traditionally, they don't actually have any voices. Right. And subtitles. It's just, it's just subtitles. But the new Zelda game does, and you hear Zelda speak, and it's, like, a real fancy British accent. It doesn't seem, like, quite hmm. right. It's, like... They're it's retrofitting like, it? It's, like, posh British accent. Which doesn't it's, like, posh spice? Is yeah, posh spice, I think, probably lent the voice. But, yeah, so... That's my number three. What do you got for number three? It'll be my number two, I believe. Oh, number two. Which is, and it's painful for me to have to put this number two, but okay. it's Super Mario 64. All right. Which I would be comfortable saying is my second favorite video game period of all time. Uh-huh. And it's also my number two on this list of 64 games. Okay. It is that good. One of the best, most interestingly designed games it At is. the time, the the gameplay was revolutionary. There it's, was nothing like it. You had those C buttons where you could like aim the cannons and like do all this stuff that was just never had been done before in video games. And I remember thinking that game, like just on a controlling standpoint, was like really like responsive. Yes, you know, some games are just like you hit a button, it's just like a little bit delayed and it kind of takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Like Mario was like, no, it's perfect done that way. And you knew if you messed up, it was because you messed up. It wasn't like, oh, it's stupid controls. Right. Like, Contra used to be that way where I'd get frustrated. Yeah. But this was like, I fucked up. No, Not the game. Super. I would like to go back and play Super Mario 64, now that I think about it. Yep. It's a great game. 
my number two, this is a little out of left field, but I gotta say, it might actually be the game I've played the most on Nintendo 64. So I'm gonna put it up there. It's NBA Courtside 2 featuring Kobe Bryant. Oh my god, I had that game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I mean, it was one of the first games that let you like fully uh, create rosters and players. It um, And it was just... Like, the gameplay was like... You know, it looks a little graphically weird. I'm sure now, if I saw it, it'd be, like, almost repulsive. But, um, like, the gameplay was done just right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, too crazy realistic, but it wasn't, like, fully arcade style. The, the one thing I remember about that game that graphically it never figured out how to do was alley-oop dunks. And I remember thinking you could... It was, it was almost like its own button to throw an alley-oop. So you could do it all the time. Yeah. But the way that they would do an alley-oop dunk would just be simply to catch the pass and, like, the the next player would just throw it into the rim. Like, there was no, like, dunking motion. It wasn't exactly. smooth. No. They did not do that part smooth at all. And I will say, I don't even like Kobe Bryant very much as a player, but that game, for me, was, like, almost the perfect basketball game. Yeah, it was really good. I still think it's, like, my favorite basketball game I've Mine played. is NBA Action 95 for Sega Genesis, oh, but I don't know if you had Genesis. I did not have Genesis. That was a... Fantastic game. Okay. I might have to try that one. If you could find it, we could probably later tonight find an emulator and play it. That would be awesome. And you fans won't get to hear anything about it. Nope. Not a thing. But what we're saying is get yourself NBA action for the Sega Genesis, but also get yourself NBA Courtside 2 featuring Kobe Bryant, which is crazy that that was a Nintendo 64 game and Kobe Bryant just retired last year. Yeah. He had a long career. He was 18 when he started. Yep. You did have a long one. But can we skew the fanfare for my number one? Yes. Da, 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 da. The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time. The single greatest video game that has ever been made. I understand that there's dissenting opinions. Well, there's a I lot mean, of contenders. At least we're talking about the same type of game. Yes. It is so good. Um, I've played it through all the way 20 plus times. Which is crazy because it's not that quick to get through. No, it's a long I mean, it's game. probably quicker. I could play it now from it. memory. Even today, like, if you set it up right now, I could play it all the way through from memory. That's incredible. Absolutely love that game. I love the characters. I love the gameplay mechanics. I love the music. It's unbelievable. The mechanics were, like, revolutionary. Too. Yeah, the, the way you aim the bow and arrow and oh, all yeah. the... You can have a different item on each C button and you, you drop a bomb, you use a stick to light a torch... It was just like the dungeons were perfect. Yep. I could talk for an hour just about this game, but I'll cut it short and say it's perfection. I'm going to be the guy in 20 years that is talking to kids who I don't understand their video games and say, you nope. never played Nintendo 64 Ocarina of Time. And I'm fully aware of that, and I embrace it because it is the best game. It is a great game. Like, there's no way I could leave it off my list. And now I'm almost feeling bad that I only put it at number three. You should. But my number one, it just had to be, is Goldeneye 007. Okay. It's, the multiplayer was so great. The single player, like, story is great. Yeah, it was good. I think what's so funny about that game is that it came out almost two years after the movie. Yeah. Which is really weird. I mean, you see, like, movie tie-in video games. I don't think you quite see them It was like, the movie was 95, this was 97-ish? Yeah. Okay. It's so it's hilarious to think like they worked on this game like that whole time and they still thought it was a good idea to release it way after the movie came out. Yeah. But it's an 
awesome game. And you never see that, especially at the time, you didn't see that with, like, video game ports. Or with, uh, I'm sorry, with... Movie like, tie-in movie type video games? Yeah. Tie-ins. Yeah. You saw, like, really crappy games with movie tie-ins. Yeah, they generally, like, E.T. is considered the worst game of all time for Atari. Oh, yeah. No, Where I... you just, like, fall in pits and have to, like, <laughs> find a gold bar. But GoldenEye was... No, this was a solid game. If I didn't even know what James Bond was, it would have been a great game. It was great. Yeah. It, like, the... Just, like, moving around and aiming was a lot more intuitive than I even seen, like... The double joysticks helped. Yes. That, that helped a ton. Like, But they also designed the levels really well. Really well. And the multiplayer was a blast. Yeah. Like, they had so many different characters to choose from. And, like, people would get in arguments whether, like... First of all, if you decided to be Jaws, you were a dummy because you were like such a yeah. big target. And then if you were Odd Job, you, you were, were a like cheating cheated. son of a bitch. Oh, like screw you for picking Odd Job. You're just gonna like that's still like a party follower. Like I'm not a violent person, but if you pick Odd Job, if you pick me, Odd I'm gonna. Job. I mean, come on, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, for me not to like elbow drop you. Yeah, so for me, like just Goldeneye 007 is like I wouldn't say it's like graphically the most amazing no, game but, ever. No, but at the time it was good. But it just is so fun. It's a great game. Yeah. I gotta mention some um, honorable mentions. Oh yeah, we got tons of them. So I wanted to specifically point out WWF No Mercy as the close, close second to uh, Revenge, which I put on my list because it was a great game. I like WWF better. I was, for some reason, I don't prefer it over the WCW version. But I also really liked Mario Golf on Nintendo sixty four. Mario Golf was fun. Had a lot of fun with that game. Tennis Kill- was not bad either. Tennis was good. Yeah. Killer Instinct Gold was the first game I owned Ooh. on Nintendo 64, and I played the shit out of it, and I had all these combos memorized. I was, like, one of those people. I remember friends of mine would get ticked because I, like, had this specific combo with the Saber Wolf guy. Oh, yeah. That was, like, unstoppable. Yeah. And I would just, like, kill people with it. Yep. Yeah. That was a great game. That was, like, to give you... No one could ever have this experience. I, I guess maybe you could, like, raise a kid and have them have this experience, but I don't think anybody would do that. But, like, I remember from knowing that, like, my last system was Sega Genesis, where, like, my favorite game was Streets of Rage, let's say. Uh Where it's, like, it's a great game, or Sonic the Hedgehog, but the graphics are just, like, by the time Nintendo 64 rolled around. Right. So dated. Yeah. And when I really, I remember the first N64 I got was faulty, and it did not work. What? Like, I saw the Killer Instinct Gold was the first game I put in, and I saw it, but it was all fucked up. The picture, like, the... Cord was oh, no. bad. So we luckily, like, my dad indulged me and, like, took me back to the store that night to get the replacement. It was, like, Christmas. That's a nice dad. Yes. He pu- props to him. He pulled, he knew I was going to freak out. And he, like, we went and replaced it. So I was up. The best part was, like, I'm, like, 11. And I'm up until, like, 11 at night. Yeah. And I'm just putting on Killer Instinct Gold. And I remember just seeing that gameplay was, like, a total, it was, like, a quantum leap. Yes. That's really what the thing... Maybe that's why we picked it here. I know it, like, fit within our childhood nicely, but, like, the leap from Super Nintendo Sega Genesis to Nintendo 64... Unless you had, like, a TurboGrafx-16, which was, like, a little bit better than those, but even then... But, like, that was such a huge difference. Not, like, anything that's happened since. Like, graphics keep getting better, no doubt. Yeah. But, like, at this point, they're just, like, making them, like, incrementally better. But the difference between Super Nintendo and... Genesis and Nintendo 64 was like unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. And the last one I have to mention because I played it a lot was Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. That's a great game. And I know you are sympathetic to me because you're a Seattle native. Yeah. But Ken Griffey, like he ended his career weirdly where it like almost diminished his stature. Yeah, unfortunately. But he was so good. 
Yeah. Like he like I remember when I was a young kid playing baseball and I was like playing center field in Little League, that was who I was thinking about. Of like, course, every kid wanted the to be best. Ken Griffey Jr. Because he would do those catches where he would like jump, run up the wall and catch the ball. I mean, it's not just that he was good. It was like cool. He was cool. He, he had an earring. He, his swing was like what I emulated because I was a left-handed batter. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want like, that follow-through when I just hit it and I know. Yeah. But I never hit home runs. That was the problem. But like the, it looks like a real uppercut swing. I, it's more straight than people realized. But yeah, like, his finish just, like, just so exaggerated cool. it. Yeah, but that was a great game too. It was a lot of fun. I played a lot of that. Yeah, that was a great game. There was also a really good Ken Griffey Jr. game for the Super Nintendo as well. Yes, I remember that. But yeah, there are some good Griffey Jr. games. Out yeah, there. he made some good ones. Yeah, or he was affiliated. He, with no, I think he personally he like, personally programmed them. them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in his off time with Jay Buhner. Yeah. <laughs> So, my favorite, uh, I mean, like, the ones that just missed the list, but they had to. I mean, Perfect Dark, which was a lot like GoldenEye. Yeah. The reason I didn't put it on the list is, I actually think the multiplayer is about as good as GoldenEye. The first player, the single player version is not quite as good. Yeah. The plot's dumb, because they're all aliens, and who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, aliens are not as cool as Russians, in terms of your enemy. <laughs> Let's be honest. All right, Trump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Uh, Star Fox 64. Oh, that was a good game. That was a good game. I put Pilot Wing 64 Pil- on there. I was just gonna say Pilot Wing. Pilot was, was sorry. Awesome. Clap doesn't work and, for the. Like they had it like a like a mini USA map. Yeah. Pilot Wings, and there was like a mini Seattle that they put in the wrong place. Like if you're from <laughs> Seattle, they put Seattle on the Olympic Peninsula, <clears throat> which is not where it is. Bullshit. Yeah. And then of course Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, which I don't think I ever finished, but was, yeah, it was a cool game. 1080 snowboarding. Wave Race 64, which you mentioned. Uh, Excite Bike 64, which was a really cool That one. was actually, yeah, that was a Yeah, good plus one. you could design your own courses yeah. to make them really cool. That was great. Uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, I preferred one. PlayStation. Yeah, I didn't really think about that one too hard just because it was like really a PlayStation game first. It play, And it PlayStation's, the benefit of the CD versus the cartridge is the music. Yeah. And that soundtrack was, it benefited from the better. Yeah. CD sound. And then, my last honorable mention is Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. Turok was so frustrating. It was hard. Yeah. Really hard. And I have to mention, before I forget, a cruise in USA, which I forgot Ooh. about, which was a super sweet racing game. Oh, there was another racing game. I, I'm not going to remember the title exactly, I should have written it down, but it was like Beetle Adventure Racing or something Oh, like yeah! That, that, that one was, was really great. good. That was one of the ones courses. I wasted like $1,000 running at Blockbuster. It's not that much, but <laughs> yeah. like... No, that game was really I would run it like 20 times. Yeah. So if you want to go down on a nostalgia trip with us and give us your favorite Nintendo 64 games, because I know we've we've forgotten some. Oh, of course. They're like, we didn't discuss the Mario parties. I think a lot of those are pretty great too. Um, But yeah, send us your favorite Nintendo 64 games to our email address. That's at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, which is Twitter. Which is Twinter, you know Twinter. Uh, we're at at Whiskey Sessions. We scored that sweet ass handle. So yeah, uh, send us your favorites, and we're gonna go ahead and open the email box and get to those. So these are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails, and now we'll read them. All right, what do we got in the old email inbox? So we have. An email that is from someone who I'm stalling to find out. So this is from um, 
Ezekiel from... Ezekiel? Yeah, Ezekiel. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. And he says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, B-Pimp really pooped the bed when it came to least favorite movies. You know what? I gotta say, these are some critical emails. Well, I'm easy to criticize. I don't know who these people are, but... Ezekiel seems to have a very strong opinion about it. Um, He said, The fact that you didn't realize being dumb enough to watch Grown Ups is so much worse than the movie itself. The fact that you didn't realize that proves that you're a simpleton and a buffoon. Good day. Okay, that's a little strong. But I will say this. I can't really argue with him. Grown Ups was going to be bad. Yeah, I should have known. But you couldn't have known it would have been that bad. I guess, but I, I didn't have faith in Adam Sandler at that point. I should have known that it would be bad. Yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler had missed on probably 25 movies in a row at that point, but... It's it's hard to predict the kind of like laziness that would accompany a movie like that. Yeah. Like that's the worst kind of movie. Yeah, it was bad. And I think he's gone to like a new lower level since then. Like I don't know where Jack and Jill came in relation to Grown Ups, but that looked like that was one of the worst I've heard. That has to be the worst movie ever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you I suck at him saying. God, he's awful. And I don't feel bad saying it because he doesn't seem to put in any effort. He it's not care. like he's trying and failing. I honestly probably am jealous of him because he's made a shit ton of money. Yeah, what does he care? But he looks like he hates himself, so I... So, yeah. Maybe I don't like it. Uh, okay, I have an email from Joseph from Boulder, Colorado. Hey dudes, good top five list for beers, but what about the banquet beer? Coors. I love that. You do? Coors Original? Delicious. Okay, it's it's not my favorite. Personally, okay, I'm fine. not a big Coors fan, but I have heard, and this is interesting, and I think maybe it goes to like talk a little about like why why Coors is kind of known the way it is, but not our generation, but our parents' generation, uh, and I know this specifically like from talking to Maggie's parents, like that was a thing. If somebody came from Colorado, they would bring Coors with them, yeah. and I can see why that like sort of gain popularity for the beer like i think of now the equivalent at least in like the chicago areas you know somebody going to wisconsin you're like oh you know get me uh some spotted cow yeah right or yeah like whatever else from new glarus like the new glarus yeah yeah everybody likes new glarus but it is funny it's like if new glarus was sold here and was readily available would like you think three it floyds was, right like three floyds would you think it was like good i'm not sure like i like spotted cow yeah moon man's better Right, or Moo Man, but like if I had it like regularly, you know, maybe it'd just be kind of middle of the road. Yeah. And maybe that's what happened to Coors, like over the years, at least for me, it's like, I, I don't get it anymore. That's why they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yep. I wonder what beer will kind of be, well, you know what's overexposed like that is like basically anything from Goose Island. No. Oh, yeah. 312 became like synonymous with. Oh my god. People just think like any beer that's not Bud Light. It's like, I got a 312. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. That yeah. wasn't a 312. And I kind of feel like when I came to Chicago in 2004, like Goose Island was a much cooler brewery. Yeah. But, uh. It used to have like street cred. It still has. Bourbon County Stout is like a revered. Yeah, stout. it still has its like specialty beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, like, Matilda is good and Sophie's good, but they're like, they're not as. They're not on the level they used to be. Right. But, uh, yeah, going back to talking about beers. If you would like to talk about beers or talk about Nintendo 64 games or just send us an email about anything, and you don't have to be insulting Brian when you are sending it, but that's your call, 
uh, send us an email at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. So we're going to close up the old email inbox, and we're going to close up the rest of this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you again in two weeks with another brand new episode, and who knows what we're going to be talking about then. But thanks for tuning in. This is A. Metz. Have a great rest of the Thursday. I'm being have, <laughs> have a great... Yeah, there was a delay in there that I'm... that. When I edit this, I'm leaving it. And I'm not going to have the music underplaying it either. Because I'm talking so much right now that I have to delay the music coming in. So it'll seem really weird. Anyway, peace out. Peace <laughs> out.